This is the No Strings Podcast with Rel Simon. Yo, what's going on, people? What is good? We're back with another episode, episode two of the No Streets Podcast with your boy, Rel Simon. Live and in the flesh from Phoenix, Arizona. You know, people ask me, like, why would you go to Phoenix? I just needed a break from work. I needed a break from life, I guess. And the past three days have been pretty good. Uh, fly out to today, later today, but... Really, the past few days have been great, really, from just getting off the plane from the, the Phoenix Sky Harbor train shuttle and the Phoenix light rail, and there's so many good food spots down here, the Sheraton Hotel. You know, I walked into the hotel, into my room, and it says, good evening, Laurel, enjoy your stay, like, <laughs> right, like right on the TV. So it's pretty much stamped. Like, I'm not booking at any hotel ever again. I'm booking at the Sheraton forever <laughs> with that level of personality or that level of uh, personification and the, I guess the care and attention to um, um, just, just your your complete stay. So the hotel's been great. Phoenix, there's quite a few homeless people around, but that's like any any other place, right? That's like any other place. Um, it's hot. It's a dry heat. I noticed runners running at night, which makes sense, because why would you run like during the peak of day? Really, over the past few days, it's been at least 100. It'll start off at 90, and then it'll bump up to 100. So I don't really know if I can live here forever, let alone, like, could you imagine wearing black all day or something? I don't. I do not know. Then I'm also only just a few blocks away from the Phoenix Suns Arena and the Arizona Diamondbacks arenas and you know I was able to take some pictures there the different food spots you know Mexican ramen this that um, I even checked out in and out finally I didn't get the animal style burger or the double double I just got a cheeseburger some fries but I can finally say that I checked out in and out but the main reason why I came to Phoenix was to check out the Grand Canyon and I was in anticipation of it and it did not disappoint um, you know from waking up around 6 a.m. and getting picked up by the wonderful tour guide uh, Miss Diane was just a just a joy and even my travel mates it was about uh, five of us on the trip headed up about three hours north of Phoenix and we were able to take in the sights I walked along the south rim of the Grand Canyon I took a bunch of pictures and the Grand Canyon just feels like a a big hole in the earth. And it's just so massive. And I know I'm afraid of heights. So <clears throat> there were times where I didn't want to step too close to the edge. There are some places where there's a railing, of course, and the scenic spots where you want to take a photo. But there are some spots where there's no railing at all. And I can't imagine. Uh, you know, I wasn't saying my vertigo was acting up. But there were points where when I took a picture... I wasn't exactly at the at the edge at all but just so vast and there's so much you can do you can bike you can camp there you can stay there multiple nights you can go hiking in the Grand Canyon and just a marvel just a wonder and even checking out the geology museum and even checking out a few places and it's just so interesting how the Colorado River has in essence shaped the Grand Canyon because usually over time water can erode rock which is which can reshape rock and water can just do so many things um, when it when it snows in the Grand Canyon just that that moisture and the erosion uh, that moisture from the water can create erosion into the rock and so the Grand Canyon has been around for I think they said over two billion years I believe but it's constantly shifting and shaping every day there's a lot of wildlife I didn't see too many. I saw a few squirrels, but there are like wildlife, like sheep and 
bears. And even, I even saw some cacti. It's not cactuses, cacti, it's plural. I had to learn that <laughs> the hard way, cacti instead of cactuses. But overall, just an, just an amazing trip, an all-day trek, um, about 12 hours, three hours up there, about four hours or so um, at the park, and then about a three-hour ride back. Um, so somewhere around a range of 10 or 12 hours, all things considered. But it was amazing. And would I do it again? I would. I mean, I would definitely check out a, a different tour, maybe book a different tour wh where they would um, arrange a different um, scenic view because there's just so much. I only scratched the surface of how massive the Grand Canyon is. And then even just being able to have some social interactions, you know, even to go on a dinner date um, last night, and that was a good time. And just something unexpected, just being able to take risks for me, just being bold, stepping out there, you know, just having confidence, growing new friendships, and growing new interpersonal relationships with people. And Phoenix, I'll miss you. Who knows if I'll be back? I don't know if I can stand that four and a half hour plane ride, but who knows, Phoenix? I may be back. But thank you so much for treating me so well as I shortly prepare to bid this city adieu. But this is my monologue on Phoenix. And in the next part of this podcast, we're going to get ready to interview, have one of my guests on. So I hope you guys enjoy that right after this short little interlude. We'll get ready to interview my guest. Yo. Yo. What's going Yo. on, man? <laughs> What's up with you? Much. Happy, happy Sunday. Yes, sir. Football Sunday. I got my Titans jersey on. You know, I'm ready to go, man. <laughs> yo, yo, this is episode two of the No Strings podcast with your boy, Rel Simon. You know, let's go. Whoa, I'm ready to go. <laughs> let's go. And I got a guest on here. This is my boy, my brother, man. On the socials, man. How you doing today? I'm good, man. Appreciate you. Happy to be here on a beautiful Sunday, man. Oh, Thank yeah. Oh, you. yeah. Oh, yeah. I should have told you about the uh, Georgia Avenue. I mean, the open streets thing yesterday. You should have brought the boys out here, man. Like, literally outside of my door, man, from Howard all the way up to the Walmart. Just, just you know, the vendors and just, like, exercise classes, man. I, I jumped into, like, an MMA little, little class or whatever. And, you know, it's just, it just great. Um Open open streets, they do it yearly. They didn't do it last year because of the pandemic, but nah, man, it was dope. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, so it was just yesterday? Only yesterday? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Mary Bowser's plan, she wants to probably do it for um, the different wars of the city and stuff like that, but um, they did want it back in 2019, and it was pretty dope. Uh, man, I mean, then, you know, yesterday I rode a scooter pretty much from outside my door, rode all the way up to <laughs> pretty much to Walmart and ducked, a, you know, turned around or something, man. Hey, them them scooters, man. <laughs> yeah, them scooters something else, man. Like they 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 something else. It's crazy now. Them things got locks now on them, man. It's crazy. Like you gotta like scan the scooter, then you gotta scan the lock and unlock it, and then you gotta oh, put wow. it back. Yeah, man. They, they you know. But anyway, we you know we'll get into that in a little bit. Let's get into the meat and potatoes of this podcast, man. We're about to get ready to talk about art and finance and life with my guy. And um, you it. know. <laughs> I'm not going to miss, miss words, man. You know, go ahead and introduce yourself and talk about your art upbringing and your college education. Okay. So, um, again, my name is Joel. I also go by Vinci. Um, took up that name, you know, after I left college. Um, last name is Omer. So, Joel Vinci Omer, that's, that, that's me. Mm -hmm. So, I, I, uh, I grew, up in, grew up in the city, D.C., uh, southeast DC to be exact. Southeast, um, uh, southeast, right? <laughs> um, on the on the shrimp boat side, you know the Bennett Bennett Road area. Right. Grew up on a 
Texas, Texas Avenue. Right. In that area, that was pretty much my, my stomping ground. Um, also, Southwest, you know, I can't uh, leave out Southwest because, you know, I was there every weekend. Mm-hmm. My, my grandmother, she had a house right up on I Street, you know, at, at like the front 106, pretty much. Good times, good times, man. Yeah, Southwest so I like to... definitely ain't the same no more, though. Oh, no, oh, no. The entire D.C., man, gentrification and so many different new establishments and uh, the, the rising cost of uh, cost of living, man. No, not at all. I mean, Southeast, Southwest, the entire D.C., DMV area, man, it's just nuts. Um, get into your um, your art education. You know, um, I read the, I'm looking at a bio here. You study studio art at Central State University in Ohio. Uh, you got your bachelor's degree back in 2012. Talk yep. about your time yep. in college. Yeah, so... Um... Central State, you know, it was it was a, a small school, HBCU. Um, uh, really small out in uh, Ohio. You know, they had a um, a good. It, it wasn't an art school. Um, you know, I don't know why people. You know, they 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 always expect or assume that I, that I went to an art school. But Central State, you know, it was just a small school. I had a nice little art program. Uh, my freshman year. You know, I was introduced to um, uh, a professor who I really liked. You know, I, I thought about, you know, transferring a lot, but, you know, you get that one professor who just, like, really just, like, turn on lights for you. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So he he was like, he was Mr. Cope, Mr. Abner Cope. <laughs> it's funny, though. He, he always reminded me of um, <laughs> Mr. Flanders from The Simpsons. Mm. <laughs> uh, but just like imagine like a, a black version <laughs> right. who could paint. <laughs> but um, no, he he, his approach was just like so traditional, and um, you know, I just loved what he did. You know, he he like painted like a Rembrandt, mm-hmm. and you know, to see like a black man doing that, you know, for me that was just like I'm like damn, like I need to like really you know learn as much as I can from this person. Right. So um. You know, he, he pretty much took me under his wing. Central State, though, was it was a it was a good school. You know, just being out in Ohio, you know, it was like almost like the middle of nowhere for real. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, at first it was a little bit of a culture shock. You know, being from the city, you know, it's everything is like fast over here. You know, you see people commotion, you hear everything out on the streets. But like, you know, in Ohio, man. It's nothing but like land, and you know, I saw a couple, you know, farms on the way up there and stuff. <laughs> but um, yeah, man, it was a, a whole different place, a whole different uh situation up there. But I, I enjoyed it. You know, I needed that um, you know, that that time away from like all the noise and stuff like that that you so often hear in the city. Yep. Yeah, it was it was like a place of solace for real. You know, I was able to just like focus. Um, focus on my work. Interesting, man. You know, you and I, we both graduated with the same major, uh, studio art. You know, you went to Central State. I went to Drew University. And I do know that sort of um, professor vibe where uh, it turns the light switch on for you. I remember my senior year of college, my professor Raymond Stein, he kind of critiqued my work um, as to I was doing too much paint by numbers where like red was red. I was painting just with one color of red, one color of orange. And then over one weekend, I just had like an epiphany moment where almost like a, a approve me or I'll show him type of moment where I started to understand oh, and realize shit. that started, started to understand and realize that we're painting. Um, when you paint someone's face, their face isn't just brown, right? Their, their face is like, right. there's some blue, there's some purple, there's some brown, there's some yellow, there's some red. Learning how to put the colors together to create those details, man. So definitely, yeah. definitely. So, so, so did you, did you prove them wrong? <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, you see some that, of my stuff now, you know, like yeah. imagine like that, that Boyega that I did right with the uh-huh. John Boyega, white and black, uh, man, before that, I, he probably would have just been all brown and the jacket would have been just black and white. And, you know, you have to mix up the colors that, that helps create that depth and that, and that, yeah. uh, that, that depth and that tonal depth in between your foregrounds and your backgrounds of your work, man. So, yeah, hey, that's man. important right there. Mm-hmm. That's important. Mm-hmm. And when you're able to like get it, like you got it. 
Yeah, I understood, you know, and that's one thing with my kind of work, and we're going to get to it just a little bit, too, in terms of, like, describing okay. uh, my, my, my work and your work, uh, our sort of opinions of each other's works, and even our, our boys' works, but yeah, just love painting with colors and not being afraid to use the entire uh, paint toolbox, in a sense. So, definitely, man. Right. Yeah, because that's that can be, um, I mean, that shit can be so intimidating, you know, yeah. you got all these colors, yeah, and then you just see so much as as artists naturally i feel like we we like gifted with like like vision you know just like by looking at something like small details and stuff like that yeah and then when you look at the palette or you look at your paint you can't really like see all the colors that you see on that face so you gotta mix it in try to you know experiment a little bit and that yeah that you're right though it, it, it can be it can be tough or hard to see yeah, and sometimes you also have to own it because it's your piece. Sometimes you just have to say, yeah, man, fuck it. I'm going to just paint, you know, she may not look purple, but she purple today. She brown today, she brown, you know. <laughs> yeah, I had some of those moments too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, man, talk about some of your recent um, art shows, places that you've been featured at, man, and talk about some of your, uh, your uh, present and future accomplishments, some sort of ongoing accomplishments. We talk, you, tell, you, tell, you talk to me a lot about uh, these residencies and these grants, pro grant programs that you're a part of, man. Tell the audience the things that you've been up to recently over these past few years. Okay, yeah, for sure. Um, let's see. I'm gonna I'm gonna go back a little bit. Okay. Um, uh, did a few residency, a couple residencies actually. Um, I would say my 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 first one. My first residency was, uh, uh, it was uh, at an artist's, uh, artist's friend house. You know, she's a pretty accomplished artist, I would say. Mm -hmm. uh, shout out to Akimi and her husband, uh, Richard. You know, they, they invited me uh, to their home. You know, they run a uh, residency out of their home in Bethesda. Beautiful house, beautiful land, man. It was like one of the, like, the, the best experiences I ever had for real. Um, but... No, I spent a week there. It's called the Anaba, Anaba Residency. Um, Anaba is uh, Japanese for sacred place. Um, Akimi, she's uh, she's Japanese. Okay. But um, yeah, man, I just stayed the whole week there, painted. Um, you know, woke up, ate good, <laughs> mm -hmm. gave me full course meals and everything. You know, I just chilled in like the garden. Uh. You know, they had a koi pond, you know, with some actual koi fish in it. Beautiful uh, waterfalls and everything like that. Um, you know, I painted a bunch of uh, self-portraits and, you know, a couple paintings of my sons. Um, that was my first one. You know, that was a, a good experience. Um, and then the second one, you know, I'm actually um, part of a residency right now at right. The, uh, Kennedy, the Kennedy Center. Mm-hmm. So uh, that one, that one I'm excited about, man. It's been like, it's like an ongoing thing. Uh, we're called the cult. It's actually a group of us. It's a group of uh, different artists and organizations yep. from the city, you know, or from the area. Yep. And, um, you know, we're called the Culture Caucus. And, um, you know, it's exciting because you got all these people coming together, you know, from different perspectives different walks of life and stuff like that and not everybody's doing like really cool shit um and uh we, we you know we come together sometimes and we put together um events and ideas to uh host at the uh the reach the kennedy's the kennedy center's new reach building okay okay yeah but for me though i, I had like a few things planned was planning some shows with the with the reach I was doing something with the uh, high school students in the area. Um, I, you know, was visiting different schools and you know, selecting artworks pretty much, and uh, was putting together a show. Man, then COVID just swept everything away. Yeah, it really so did. Everything got pushed back on the burner. Yeah. Yeah, that's how. Yeah, that's how it is, man. I feel like you know, you definitely got to rebound. Things are starting to open up slowly. Um, I do feel like, for example, we talked about. Uh, open streets early on the podcast that would have been something man if you had your work just sitting on the sidewalk somewhere and you're just doing a painting and people checking you out and stuff like that but you man i always talk about you man your stuff is, is up there like you know you wanted the art <laughs> homies um 
It's funny. I was I, I looked up a picture on your Twitter. Um, you got a book of um, excuse me. You got a Whitfield Lavelle's uh, Ken book sitting on the floor um, with with a book about the Sistine Chapel. It's funny because like um, I bought the same book, the Whitfield Lavelle Ken book, back when um he had to show the Phillips collection, and that was a pretty um pretty pretty good show. And yeah. Whitfield Lavelle, his stuff is so dope. The way he intersperses real life found objects with his his with his drawings and things like that. Man, he he's dope. Man, what his work. His penmanship, yeah, man, yeah. Them them drawings. Uh, this um, the Phillips got a couple. They got a couple of them, and they um, they do in their permanent collection. Yeah. Um, but there's one in particular, man, um, of this woman. You know, she got like a like a short haircut, mm -hmm. and like um, I think it's pearls, some type of jewelry, like literally like yeah, place yeah. like right beneath her like ah. Yeah, I'm looking at yeah, it's that that's the that's the piece actually on the cover of the book. Yeah, I'm looking exactly at it right now. Yep. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that one, man, you see, you don't see any marks. Like it's done on paper, right? Mm. I think it's paper, but you don't see no marks, nothing, on like the side, no smudges, anything like that. But like just that, the center point, the focal point, the drawing, mm -hmm. crazy, crazy, crazy. Yo, man. Speaking of speaking of figures and painting, man, you your figure drawing or paintings rather, it's just you know really on a, a high technical level. Um, we about to get into these Friday series paintings, man. Talk to the audience oh, about these Friday these Friday paintings. I'm I'm looking at all of them right here, man. With Smokey and them on the porch, and you know Nyan Long and everybody, man, and <laughs> just just the the amount of colors. And whenever I see art, for me, like I think like color first. Um, I always evaluate the colors because a lot of people can paint. Some people can't paint figures. Some people can paint whatever, whatever. But you, you know, your color usage is on point. Basically, matching the tone of the movie. But but talk about your Friday series paintings, man. Which one you like the most? And just talk about mm -hmm. the process back when you did those. Man, um, sheesh. <laughs> I started the Friday pieces in uh, 20, 2015. Um, first off, I'm gonna say Friday, the original Friday, the first one. Mm -hmm. That's the best one. <laughs> I mean, the the other two, they were good, they were good, but um, but that first one, man, it was something about it, like the whole vibe all the way through, nothing but laughs. <laughs> yeah, plus Chris and Tucker like, wasn't in any of the sequels, neither, right? Chris Tucker wasn't in any of the sequels. Yeah, yeah, he wasn't, man. Yeah, he yeah. wasn't. I, I wish he would have been though. You're right. I feel like he he brought another whole. A whole nother like I don't know dimension to it, you know right. his, his character. But um, yeah, it was a, it was a great movie, man, and and it's one of them one of those one of them giants you can just like watch, like over and over again and notice something new or just you know still laugh the same as if you know you watched it the for for the first time. Mm -hmm. But um. So the idea for Friday, though, man, I was just, you know, I was painting, you know, regularly, you know, just like uh, portraits and stuff like that. But, you know, I felt like I wasn't really like um, getting the attention, you know, that I that I wanted. And, um, you know, I just came up with the idea to do something that I know people would like. And, and that was Friday, you know, because I loved it. You know, I watched it a lot. And, uh, you know, people, you'll see the memes on you know, Instagram and stuff like that. So, uh, right. You know, I just thought, shit, why not? <laughs> um. So I I pitched it to um. The museum, the museum DC. Shout out to the um, museum DC. Yeah. Uh, G. My man uh, Demetrius, aka Sauce. Uh, Mitch, everybody out there who helped me, you know, like get the show together. Um. You know, I came to them with like I think like six paintings, like okay. the first six scenes. The um, I did uh, you know, the iconic, the most iconic one of them on the porch. You know, uh, Smokey and Craig on the porch reaction to uh, <laughs> what's what's the dude Red Red getting punched in the face? Oh, yeah. Damn! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was the first one, man. That was the first painting I did. It probably took like. Shit, uh, uh, less than a week, I think. Damn. I think so. Yeah, yeah, a few days. 
I mean, it's hard. It's hard to count how long, like how many hours it takes, or how many days it takes to do a painting. Because really, you just yeah. keep right there for a few hours, then you step away, come back another five hours or something like that. Right, I'm with you on that. Right. But um, yeah, it took a couple of days. You know, I put it out. People loved it. I took it to them. They loved it, and uh, you know, they said, you know, six more. So I, you know, I ended up doing twelve different scenes before we had the show. That was my my first solo show Friday. Okay. okay. My first solo show, man. It was, man, that show, so many people came out. We made right. like a shitload of money that night just off selling prints. I didn't sell any originals. Right. But the, um, you know, we sold a bunch of prints, man. Made over like $500 that night. Hey man, that's what's up, man. And that's interesting. I, I thought you were just doing that out of curiosity. I didn't know it, it was almost like a, a, a hybrid, a commission, a request piece from from like their museum and their and the co-owners in there. I thought you were just doing it just for the hell of it. But that's what's up. Oh no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was for that for the hell of it. It's just oh, okay. You know they wanted more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> okay. She had to fill up the room for real, for real. But um, yeah, yeah. I just just went for it, man, just to do something different, something that people would like. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, talk about my, one of my personal favorite pieces of yours that you actually you, you had to show up at the uh, Arts Club of Washington at one time. Um, the piece called Thankful, um, the piece you did in 2017, an oil painting. And to describe Thankful. just to, yeah, to, to describe to the, um, the podcast listeners, it's uh, a sort of a dual panel. Um, on one side, you have a Caucasian boy uh, dressed up with a, a shirt and tie with some fine china behind him. Um, knife mm -hmm. and fork in hand, and ready mm -hmm. to chow down on a on a turkey, on a on a bird. And on the right big side, ass turkey. yeah, big old big old quail turkey with a neck and everything still on that joint. Um, <laughs> um, and on the left side, on the right side of the piece, um, you have an African American boy who um, is sipping on a from a, a a bowl or a ramekin, a blue sort of color ramekin, another bowl on the table, uh, shirtless and things like that. And one of the reasons why. It's kind of like my favorite piece is just a stark contrast. Of course, obviously, the, the racial overtones and things like that, uh, the, the socioeconomic overtones that 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 befalls that. Um, but also, for me, just looking at it, it's almost like an inverse. Uh, just looking at the Caucasian boy's facial expression, it's almost like he's ready to devour the bird, but it almost feels like from him and looking at him, it's like it's something he expects each and every night, maybe like a spoiled brat, silver spoon, mm. you know, whereas the black yeah. kid... Or the African American kid is um, enjoying a meal, um, you, you you know, and you can you can play in your imagination. He may have his family around him, and you know he may have his shirt off, but you never want to sort of judge a book by its cover. And and, and um, I just find it so so interesting, just that stark contrast. But so explain that piece, you know, the process in your head when you did that piece. Yeah, yeah. I mean, my I love your uh, first off your interpretation of it. You get it. You know, some people um, you know, they say just say some wild, something wild. But um, yeah, man, just that that um that contrast between the two. You know, I'm I started it. Well, the the name of the piece, yeah, it's 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 thankful, but um, it, it's part of a series right. of paintings that I that I that I started called Airs, where you know you'll always see, you know, that contrast between white and black. Um, and, um, you know, just, you know, the environment pretty much, but, um, this one was the third one and it, it's crazy because, um, you know, it was, I remember like it was yesterday, mm -hmm. you know, I started painting it like, um, maybe like a, a month before Thanksgiving or you know, a couple of weeks before Thanksgiving. Mm. And I finished it, um, like right before it, mm. um, but uh, but but yeah, that that it, it's about that that contrast for real. You know, um, you know, if you look on the right side, you know, you see the boy. He in a much more, much more humbling environment, right? Uh, versus the uh, the, you know, the white, the young white boy on the left, right? And um, it's good that you uh, pointed out the background too, though, because um, you know, most people their eyes just go straight to the turkey. I mean, I I, I think I get that because the turkey is just like. Just right there, just like in your face and everything. But like 
the china in the back you know that's like wealth right there like you don't <laughs> you don't see that usually right but right but sometimes you kind of kind of begs the question what type of wealth is it you know sometimes it's uh mm-hmm. ha- hand me down wealth whereas you know you, you know the african-american boy you know he may be like that one day through 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 you know straight up blue collar means through the grind and the hustle man um and you just, you just you just never know. It's just interesting to see such such a stark contrast and juxtaposition. And usually, when people like you mentioned, a lot of people immediately go to those immediate assumptions once you see the the the, uh, the piece for the first time. And I, I believe that yeah, everybody the food is the focal point of the uh, of the piece. I can believe everybody upon first glance to see the food is the focal point at first. But it's not until you really dive into it a little bit to look at the piece and make it make some more interpretations. Right, and I and I like what you were saying earlier when you when you just introduced the piece. Because, you know, people assume that the boy is poor. Right. And and, and that wasn't my intention when I was creating the piece. Uh, you know, he's good, actually. Like, like, really, I thought a lot about my son when I made this. My okay. son, I thought about um, my oldest and then, you know, myself waking up, like, on a, on a Saturday with my shirt off, you know, just drinking, drinking from my cup. Right, shout, some cereal. Right, shout 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 the boys out right quick. Shout them out right quick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shout out to my 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 sons, Nehemiah, my oldest, Nehemiah. I love you. Uh, Elijah, my my second oldest, six years old. Elijah, I love you. Bet, bet, bet. <laughs> my boys, right there. Yeah. But um, yeah, I think I think about them a lot. You know, when I when I do my pieces, anything related to kids and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But um, but um, this space man, this boy, waking up in the morning, eating his breakfast, he's good. <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. On the on the other hand, though, you know, you got this one boy, you know, just like his plate is full, everything mm-hmm. is just laid out for him right there on the table, like easy. He got the knife, he got the tool, the knife. He about to cut it. That's easy. Right. Everything's there for him. Right. Hey man, that's what's up, man. Um, one more little small piece about your artwork, and um, I want to tie it into me talking about the color theory. Yeah, for me, man, I'm definitely not afraid to use those pinks, those those like those light blues, and really just pull out my toolbox. And I mentioned this to you a while ago. I noticed that a lot of times in your pieces, a lot of those backgrounds, you use that kind of like that tealish green in your backgrounds. That that sort of not, not straight up grass green, kind of like a like a tealish green hybrid. Explain um, your sort of use of that color in like a good yeah. chunk of your paintings. Right, right. So that's another thing that I, I adopted from my uh, my professor mm. back in college. You know, he would um, usually you would tone the canvas. You know, the canvas is white. You know, right. at first, right. Like I, I rarely, honestly, I, I rarely do it. I rarely paint on just straight white canvas. Me neither. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it, it's always better to just kind of like tone the, the canvas with a, a certain color, a darker, preferably a darker color to help, you know, build shapes and forms when you are actually going into the painting. You know, it helps you, uh, uh, you know, just build that form better. And for me, that color, you know, I adopted from my profession. It's like a mix of, um, I use some some Persian blue and yep. then it's either, either some... Uh, uh, what do you call it? Burnt, burnt umber. Actually, yeah, either burnt umber sometimes the raw umber. Oh, okay, like burnt sienna, something like that. Uh, not sienna. Sienna it kind of make it a little bit too uh too hard. But um, okay, yeah, burnt, yeah, yeah, burnt umber, raw umber usually, and um, yeah, that turns it that shade. Then add some uh some uh, turpentine to it. Okay. kind of like bleeding into the canvas right so yeah that that's what that is you know shout out to mr cope again professor cope um, professor cope <laughs> and it, it blends it blends well with with the black skin too though like yeah like like yeah yeah for some reason like i've I, you know i try to i try other you know other um tents but but this one in particular this like greenish bluish Oh, it just bounces, you know, and plays well with the forms and the colors. Cool, man. Cool, cool, cool. Um, this next topic, man. Talk about, uh, you know, just real in brief. 
um, about your time at the, at the Phillips, how we all, you, you and me and Chad, it all became cool. And um, <laughs> the reason why I bring it up is because, you know, I just hit you up the other day. I put in my two weeks. And so uh, with mid-October is when I'll, I'll be leaving. Hey, you, congratulations, you know, you, man. Yeah, man. And Phillips, Phillips has been great to me, man. Phillips has been great to me, man. Just like it's been great to you and Chad. And you guys are now transitioning to the National Gallery of Art. But talk about that specific story. Um, we talked about it when we was at Buffalo Wild Wings that last time. How, like, uh, was it? Yeah, I, I introduced yeah. me to you or yeah, you or yeah. whatever. <laughs> yeah, man. It was probably like my first my first day at that joint, for real. Uh, well, actually, first off, shout out to the Phillips, man. Shout them out. Uh, Phillips Collection. Like, like, man, you know, they, they, they looked out so much in many they did. ways. Yep. Staff and, show um, and all just, that. Yeah, definitely, man. Staff show. Hell of mm-hmm. an opportunity to just get your work out there to uh, the public. But, um, you know, the collection too, you know, all the supervisors and stuff like that. You know, shout out to them. But um, yeah, I remember my first day there, man. Um, I saw you. You know, I was gonna uh introduce myself to you and everything, because you know it wasn't a <laughs> wasn't like a lot of wasn't a lot of niggas in there. A, a lot of <laughs> <laughs> wasn't a lot of us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, us period. <laughs> Oh yeah, man. man. So I, I saw you, you know, you had the you was looking nice, you had the towel on and everything, you had the, the dress shoes and everything. And um, you know, you and you ended up coming to me first. You know, you asked true, me my name true. and stuff, asked me how long I was working, and um and then uh you for some reason you just knew I was an artist. <laughs> yeah. You asked me. <laughs> and then um yeah, I asked you and uh you ended up sliding me your car kicks on canvas. I never forget it. Mm. <laughs> Um, but yeah, ever, ever since then, man, we've been just like locked in. Yeah, man. Shout out to Chad and, um, Fallon, man, the, the, the couple, the, the, the married couple, yep. man. Um, shout out <laughs> yeah. to Esteban and Steven, man. Esteban slash Steven, man. And his wife and, and children too, man. So, right, 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 right. We got, man, we had a lot of talented people working at the Phillips Collection. And that's one thing for me that I enjoyed too just like being inspired by everybody and just, you know, seeing what everybody else was up to, you know, right. what type of stuff they was making. Right. Building those long lasting friendships and stuff, man. I'll never forget it, man. You know, like you, 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 me and Chad, we always on a group uh, chat here or there, man. And um, it's just been great, man. And um, I think that, I think like this next, this next sort of piece, speaking of all of us com- coming from the Phillips at one point of our lives or what have you, or even with art backgrounds, um, I always think about that show I had across the street uh, from my from my crib when we all took a picture together, you, me, Steven, and um, Chad. And in my head, I always think about and try to describe like what the four of us are, um, like art wise or what have you. So, you and Esteban are like, you know, you guys are like the top dogs. These the shows and these grants and the things you guys are doing um, with your with your artwork and things like that. Uh, Steven's artwork is more. Um, kind of like politically uh based and you know with, with some with some racial tones with it as well um you know your yep. work is your, your work is your work is your work man you are the quintessential uh, quintessential artist <laughs> traditional shows and grants and um all all the sort of avenues these um you know these um different residency requests and things like that and then i look at chad um, Chad can draw his ass off. Chad can draw. He can draw right. like a mug. Uh, he used to be at the Phillips during his break, drawing pop-up girls and Johnny Bravo, whoever else. And, <laughs> and um, his, his talent with Procreate, and you know, you use Procreate too. And and, and Chad's talent with um, his current job at the National Gallery of Art, and him with, with, with computers and design and graphic design and things like that. And then, right. with, and then like with me, man, I kind of see myself as just like again, like color, color theory. I just pretty much paint whatever I want to paint or what have you, but also uh, being able to make quite a bit of money um, doing the, doing the whole sip and paint. I've done a few sip and paints and yeah. I've been able to have a nice little side uh, thing um, income in terms of that. So uh, all four of us, man, different avenues and things like that. Um, if you could briefly describe like yourself, like it, in terms of like your work in, in brief, describe like what your work may be, describe like, what you see my work is and what you see Chad and uh, Steven's work as. Um, I mean, yeah, I feel, I feel like you um, pretty much just hit it on the, <laughs> hit it on the nose. You know, Steven, man, he's, um, I'm, I'm, I'm proud of Steven though, man, because, mm-hmm. you know, he, you know, he showed that piece at the Phillips 
And uh, I mean, that that take balls. You know, he had a, like a little TV screen. I forget some. It was. You know, there's so many stories, uh, tragic moments that happen on TV. Well, not on TV, but just like, you know, of, of young black men dying. Uh, I forget what what story it was, though, or which, or who was it. But, um, you know, he's, he put the piece up. You know, and then from there, he just, you know, kept going about, you know, those um, the injustices going on out in the world. Right. Towards black people, you know, and just like all the political stuff that was going on. You know, mm-hmm. he, he kept that going. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, you know he he was able to like put it into like a whimsical um, type of way, um, and it, it's fun and people you know they love it. You know he was even on the uh, on the Spike Lee joint. Uh, what, what's the name of that? Oh, the, uh, that's correct. Um, oh, she's got to have it. I forget. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. that one. Yeah, that his, one, that his, Spike Lee's uh, agents contacted him, and they did a makeshift set up in New York, and and you know they they paid him for that. And one of those scenes, and she's got to have it. Um, his, they did like a faux art show, a gallery show, and his work was featured. I, yes, I forgot about that. Steven doing yeah. big things out here. Right. <laughs> I know right. he with some. Um, he got like a. Um, he's represented right now too by a, a gallery in New York. Oh, okay. Um, and that's that's a good look though. But um, yeah. you know, yeah. his I'm, I'm proud of him for that, man, because Me I remember meeting him too. You know, he you know just came up to me. You know, you know, he was giving me praises about you know my piece, but I'm looking at you like, damn, look at your piece. <laughs> right, right, man, man. But, what um, you what yeah. about what about Chad? Chad, yeah, I was about to say this man is a wizard, man. Man, like like what you like what you said. <laughs> I remember, um, you know, he he left some drawings downstairs. In the uh, at the Phillips, you know, he was on his break or whatever, like you yeah, said, yeah. he did yeah. the little Kim Possible. And oh, yeah, the yeah, characters, yeah, yeah, with a, with a pen though, with a pen, with a, with a just a pen, and and the, and it was just so crisp, so precise. But I but I'm, I'm laughing, I can't draw because yeah. I can't draw for shit. Yeah, drawing is hard, man. <laughs> it is, it is. <laughs> the only time I really draw is when uh, you know, before I do it, you know, I do it under. Underdrawing, and that's it. Like on paper, I just I don't know. It just don't really <laughs> work for me. I feel you. I feel you on that. Yeah. But um, I was gonna say though, the the drawings disappeared though. The the drawings that Chad did, he said they disappeared. So apparently somebody snatched them things up. <laughs> yeah, they about to make a pretty penny off them joints for real. <laughs> um. But um. But um, he got he's man the way he's able to like just like work through like procreate you know he just posted something the other day oh, okay and it don't even look like a a painting for real like mm-hmm. it legit looked like a, a photograph but you know you you can see the strokes and stuff like that you know I Chad is like yeah he's a wizard in my eyes he's a wizard and then you know what he's able to do with the uh, you know the editing side of you know video and stuff like that you know he actually. Added it my video uh, that I did with the uh, my conversation oh, yeah. that I did with the uh, National Gallery of Art. You know, yeah. Chad he worked in a different um, department than me. Right, audio video, but, something like that. Right, 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 yeah, right. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, you know, I was with them in the process of that. You know, he invited me down to the office and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And you know, I, I got to see you know just like a little bit of what he did with the video. You know, in terms of like bringing it all together. That's what's up, man. That's what's up. So what about um so what about your sort of your your view of like my work and then your view of your work? Because like as artists, we're we're our own worst critic as well. So it's comfortable if you may not yeah. have an opinion of yourself. But um mm-hmm. do you have any opinions in terms of like in terms of like my work? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Man, your work, I I love the uh the kicks, you know, all the shoes you did. You even did the uh the women's the high yeah. heels and heels, stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. I want I want to see you jump back into that. Um because uh you know your pieces are more social. Uh I feel like you're a more social artist even leading up to the sipping paint. But I can't I can't do that personally. Yeah. You know, I don't I don't know. It it just takes a uh I would say a, a brave person, you know, to to really put themselves out there in that way and uh no, you know, I'm much more shelled. I guess when it comes to people, right? And my pieces, 
but but for your pieces, um, you know, colorful. Love the colors in it. Uh, I keep thinking about that one joint. Um, but what the with the hills? Yeah, which one? Because <laughs> there's a few out. <laughs> I know it. It was like pink, and I remember because Shakita, she liked that one. <laughs> oh, with the pink, with it was the back was the background pink, and the, and the hills is a uh, teal or whatever. I think so. Yeah, 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 well, yeah, yeah. I mean, one of them, James. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably the one I got a shirt of or whatever. Yeah, I think I know the one you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I mean, I appreciate it, man. But yeah, those slipping paints—they're not as hard as. You know, it's basically like a house call type of thing. Like people asking, I, I want this for that many people at this place or whatever. And I just, you know, go yeah. to go to go to Michaels and buy some stuff. And and you you know the ground about Michaels, man. Buy our supplies ain't cheap, dog. So you know. <laughs> so how was how how was that though? Like, um, you were saying it's like a house call. So you had like probably like uh, ten people, like it, ten it, or twenty people or something. Yeah, it depends. One time I did it. Um. Uh, uh, upstairs in my in my building for like uh, uh, thirty people or whatever, and that was God more like damn. yeah, I know that was more like self guided, and I don't really like to do that self guided because you show them okay, let's draw this, let's do this, let's do this, and then whatever. I pretty much like to uh, like to trace onto the canvas already, so you kind of see what you want to paint, and then just people just you know it's just real social, you know. You, you know, I bring all okay. the supplies, I have all the supplies available and ready, and people just tell me when and where and how many people, and that, that way I can gauge how many supplies and. You know, we get into it and it's social and people drinking it. And I'm I'm painting along with people and stuff like that. So yeah. it's a real social uh aspect aspect to it, man. You know, so yeah, I remember you was telling me um <laughs> you was you was buying the supplies and stuff. Um, yeah, and you hand you hand drew each um what was it, sketch onto the canvas first? Some of them, yeah, I'll just like it depends on yeah. how easy it is. If it's just like a bottle of Hennessy or a wine bottle or something, I'll draw or whatever. But if it's something more <laughs> technical, you know, I'll take some of that graphite and create a uh, trace and then go to the next canvas and trace or what have you, what have you. But yeah, man, it's um, it's a lot of work, yeah, lucrative, yeah, it's a lot of initial work, but it, it's real fun. Like each and every one I did has been like real fun and stuff like that, man. So you know, That's um, cool. maybe I'll um, I mean, I, I maybe I'll do that one day. Yeah, you know, any 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 different yeah. avenues, you know, but uh, but you you know avenues of building your finance and stuff like that. But you got a, a lot of little financial moves that you come come up on, and we're actually about to discuss those after this brief uh brief pause and intermission. Man, just want to remind people that the No Strings Podcast with Rail Simon it is available on these platforms: Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Breaker, Castbox, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and Stitcher. We'll take a brief pause and we're going to get into finances, man. Oh, man. <laughs> All right, so we back on the podcast, man. Get ready to talk about finance, man. We talk about money and all this type of stuff, man. And plus, any questions you got for me, anything like that. You know, talk about, you know, these money moves that you've been falling upon. You don't have to give exact dollar amounts and things like that. But talk about these grants and things like that that you've uh, been able to take advantage of recently, man. And you talk about mm -hmm. that. Yeah, I'm, I'm, man, I'm, I'm, I feel blessed. You know, I'm, I'm thankful, you know, that I'm, you know, I'm able to just like really, uh, you know, take advantage and like, you know, uh, get this money really because there's money out there. If you're yeah. an artist, it, it's money out there. They they say, you know, uh, you know, um, you know, there's no money in art, but really it is. Yeah. All you gotta do is put in the work, produce. I mean, you'll be starving sometimes because because you know I I starve. But but anyways, I might be going off topic. <laughs> but um, you know the uh, DC Arts and Humanities, uh. That's a good source. Uh, you know, I was thankful enough to, um, blessed enough to receive three grants from them three years in a row. Mm -hmm. That's what's up. And uh, just the other day, you know, they just hit me up and uh, awarded me another grant. Oh, man. Sheesh. Yeah, it was uh, the highest amount I ever got. Mm. But, um, you know, it's, it's just cool that they, um, you know that 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 the program is set up to really 
help benefit artists, you know, and they got just like so many different things that, um, you know, they, they, um, that they give money out to, you know, different types of projects and stuff like that. Like, I mean, you could just apply literally just, um, you know, just submit, you know, like your pieces of art or your, your, um, statements, your ideas. And, um, you know, if it's, if it's great, you know, they, you know, reach out to you, you know, and I'll probably hook you up. <laughs> That's what's up, man. And these different residencies, residencies and stuff like that, man. You know, you, you, you were talking the other day, you may try to go out to Paris or France or something like that and try to do some residencies. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a, um, that's a goal. Um, well, actually, before COVID, um, you know, I had this, this residency set up in France at uh, Chateau or, or Devoir. Ah, okay. That's how you say it. Yeah, check my pronunciation. <laughs> but um, you know, it was a it was a residency at a uh, chateau. It was going to be for a, a couple weeks, but um, um, yeah, COVID got in the way of that too. Yeah. Unfortunately, but um, but you know, I do I do got plans. You know, especially with this money, you know, this this grant money. You know, I'm I'll be able to. Buy supplies, you know, like mm-hmm. a, a shitload of supplies, man. Mm-hmm. Canvas galore. But um, also just to travel, you know, because like you know, and and you know, being an art major, you know, you see all of these pieces in these uh these textbooks and stuff like that. Yeah. And like most of them, most of the pieces, you know, they like overseas in in Europe or uh, you know, right somewhere else, and um, you know, just um, being able to go over there and like physically see the piece, you know, cause it's one thing to see it in the textbook, but it's another thing, a whole nother experience to, you know, see it in person and, you know, actually get to, you know, breathe with the piece and, you know, you yeah. see it with your own eyes. You know, yeah. That's a good thing. So that's what I'm trying to do. You know, my first thing, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to France, maybe Italy, you know, uh, you know, stay for like a week, both places, you know, and just try to, um, experience as much art as possible you know mm-hmm. hit up the louvre something mm-hmm. like that see the mona lisa true that's what's up man um in terms of personal finance do you have any um sort of money advice that your parents gave you growing up or do you have any sort of money advice that you, you've learned along the way up to your point right now anything you learn anything you've learned about money the ups and downs or anything like that man honestly bro you know, I didn't really get like much um, educational finances, to be honest. I mean, my dad worked, my mom worked sometimes, but um, I mean, I was I was always good with saving money. You know, just you know, my dad gave me like a little bit of allowance here and there, but um, you know, I was always good with saving money. You know, then I just go spend it on Jordans or something like that. But um, <laughs> but really, if we if we being honest, like. I feel like you taught me the most. <laughs> you probably didn't expect this, but but I learned a lot from you though, to be honest. Like, you know, ever since I met you, man, you just been like on it, like, man, get these finances straight, you know, gotta pay back this, you know, this debt, get this debt off my back. Um Yeah, man, for real, for real. It's 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 learned a lot from you. <laughs> I appreciate it, man. But yeah, I mean, you know, I was the same way. I mean, I didn't grow up with much neither, man. You know, you listen to the podcast that I had with my boy Ed, man. I didn't grow up with too much, but I did have a lot of different family pockets of family to, you know, I you still, you know, rise through and things like that. And my whole grind has really been over the past four years. And even in terms of building net 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 worth has really been over the past two years and whatnot. And so, yeah, you know, we talk when we were at the Buffalo Wild Wings, it's like, you know, it's I'm I'm excited as to like because you know you everybody has their own journey and I, I you know I don't mind like right, right. you know pushing you on being being like that that coach and telling you keep going bro keep going bro you know keep keep doing it mm-hmm. and um it's never too late to be able to learn I'm still learning about a lot of stuff too man and um you know we definitely yeah. talk a lot about talk a lot about that you know for example if you had a if you had a grant a thousand dollars you know invested in this that or other or a thousand dollars do this pay that and stuff like that you know you definitely um always have a plan and um you know definitely uh, write things down and um you already know you can always holler at me for anything um any questions that you may have um even if you don't have any questions like right now 
um, you can ho- you can always holler at me and stuff like that because I'm 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 always learning about yeah. stuff too and um, you know this whole thing. Um, do you do you, you do you have any questions like right now on the pod or are you good in terms of like any 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 type of questions about you may have about my grind or whatever anything? Uh, <laughs> I mean we yeah, I mean I got questions you know. Um, you know, I know I read like your um, your your blog posts. And, you know that that shed like a lot of light on things, just about like how to save money, you know, and just like how to just be focused, man. Yeah. Because I feel like I I lack I lack like especially in finances, just like focus. You know, I got like a bunch of debt. <laughs> like things ain't sweet for me. You know, I know I know people might might um you know again that word assume. You know, but but um, you know, we we I'm still like you know struggling, in depth and learning as well. Um, again, like learning from you and just like just trying to do my own research and stuff like that. You know, yeah. about just like finances, man. That's yeah. that's a tough one, especially as you know, as black people. You know, I feel like for some reason we just lack in that part of education so much, man. Yeah, you are you are correct on that. And it's never like I said, it's never too late to be able to learn and grow. And, you know, you may think you may be in a tough situation. I thought at points I was in a tough situation, but there's other people who um, are maybe at worse situations or better situations. So it's always about like you kind of got to keep a narrow focus about focus on your own sort of um, in, in your lane and stuff like that. And I'm just excited, man, because like we can, you know, we again, we can t- talk off the podcast as always and talk about things like that. And I'm just excited um, about like where you where you're going because you got a lot of opportunities and you've had a lot of opportunities man you got people be buying wanting to buy your pieces off the jump off the break and just you get a lot of people that are interested in your stuff and that can turn into i mean you you your own you your own grown business in a sense already you know and and, you know you just you know once you get the pieces together you'll be good to go man for real yeah it's coming it's coming man and we gotta um yeah yeah we're gonna i wanna i wanna talk to you you know what i'm saying you know maybe next week or something we can hit up a yeah uh, wild wings it's nigga it's nigga and it's chicken boy i tell you <laughs> hey good looking chicken <laughs> oh man um so this last piece and this is the hook every time i have um a guest on uh this is a no strings podcast so talk about your no strings moments um, a no string, mo- a no strings moments that you'd like to share. And again, that's a moment where you felt free or unburdened mm. or accomplished either now or in the future or upcoming. And for example, uh, you know, my, my no strings moment was, you know, being debt free, paying off all my debt and stuff like that. That's my no strings moment. What are your, what is your no strings moment or no strings moments that you would like to share? Man, I got a couple, but, but, but one, I feel like um, really, you know, set sets apart from everything. It was when um, you know, I was going through it with with my uh, my my son's mother. You know, we we ended up separating, um, like kind of in a terrible fashion, and you know, just dealing with the court and everything. You know, just paying out the ass for a lawyer. You know, just not having things go your way. Like, um, you no, know, it it was really stressful. But at the same time, doing that, you know, folk trying to, you know, giving my energy to that, but then also to this show that I had coming up and, right. you know, this, this, this talk that I had coming up, um, you know, but, but, you know, ultimately I, I let go, you know, of that situation, the courts and everything. And, and, you know, just, you know, I let that go. And then when I was able to just like focus on, you know, my, my, my talk and my film and my, my show, you know, it just felt liberating, you know, like I could breathe, you know, and it came out to be a success, you know, and, and I just, I'm just like. <laughs> That's what's up, man. Yeah, it, it was, it was a good day, you know, once I was able to just fully focus on that and just to see the outcome of it, um, you know, that, that was like a, a, a whole breath of fresh air, you know. Hey man, 
<laughs> you know, I mean, it, it's tough. We all got our own demons. You know, I still fight my, a couple of my own demons and things like that. And one thing in the in black community we, we should take more advantage of is, you know, being able to go to therapy, being able to talk, even sessions like yeah. this, you, you sharing for a, about three or so minutes about, about that is um, constructive and healing, uh, not only for you or me or anybody that's, that's listening to this podcast. And, um, you know, therapy does, does help, especially uh, uh, post-pandemic or during the pandemic, man. And, and I'm, you know, I'm glad that you're able to rebound and get on your feet because art, art is your life anchor and you being a father as well. You've got so many little, in your, fa- your family as well, you got so many um, tethers to keep you going. And we, you know, we talked in the past as you, uh, your siblings, in some sense, look on look on you because you got you accomplished so much um, uh, so thus far in your life, and and that's enough motivation for you to keep on going, man. So I'm definitely, you know, man, I, I'm always touting you, like you, 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 one of my favorite <laughs> artists, that, and one of my favorite artists, and you know what I'm saying, you know, you, you, you know, man, you, you know, you got the ladies on the East Coast, West Coast, London. Oh, can you paint me? Can you paint me? Oh, can you paint me? You know what I'm saying? Can you paint me? You know? <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, nah, man. Yeah, I appreciate a, that, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but hey, look, man. Um, provide your socials, your website, or anything. Um, provide your all all that stuff, man. Provide that for people that that can uh, find you. Where can people find you, man? So I'm I'm mostly on Instagram. Um. I got Twitter, but I don't really use it like that. But um, Instagram, Joel Vinci, J-O-E-L-V-I-N-C-I-I, two eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's pretty much it. If you want to, you know, see, find out more about me, you know, you can follow that or just type in my name on Google. You know, I got a couple articles and stuff like that. Joel Vinci, Omer, you'll see uh I had an interview with, uh, you know, Washington City Paper. Yeah. And um, you'll probably see, you know, my other uh, links and stuff like that, other articles, and, you know, my affiliations and stuff. Sounds good, man. And look, man, we've been chopping it up damn near an hour. And it probably felt like 20 minutes, probably felt like 30 minutes, to be honest with you, man. That's what happens with these podcasts. You just chop it up and it's just, hey, man, you know. You know, um, is there anything else you want to anything else you want to say? Anything else you want to share, man? Uh, we got to get a show going. I know we, we, we talked about it, you know, a lot. You know, me, you, Chad, Steven, whoever else, really. But um, us, you know, doing like a show, putting a show together. And, um, you know, I want to make it happen. I feel like we 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 need to, you know, just especially, you know, coming from where we come from. I agree. Um, I agree. Yeah, we 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 gonna do that though. Um, y'all can look out for that. <laughs> I guess I could say that, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. This this is gonna have to happen, man. Just uh, nothing but time, man. You know, I'm about to start. I gotta get back into the painting game. You know, I guess my Friday nights now I can start painting now or whatever. Yeah, man. Congrats, man. Man, you better. <laughs> <laughs> We gotta um yeah, we gotta get some more pieces, bro. Yeah, yeah. I always feel like though, I'm like, I got I got a bunch of pieces sitting in the box right now. Man. I'm just like I I'd be ready for a show off the break. Like I got stuff sitting in boxes. I'll be like, hey, pick the time and place and I'll, you know, throw some stuff in a suitcase and just have a show, man. And, <laughs> yeah, you know, all, all these pieces start to I'm starting to run out of space, you know. Eventually you'll run out of space, you know. Give me a house or something, throw them in a garage or something like that. I don't know. There we go. <laughs> but um but, yeah, man. Um, yo, it's been it's been it's been great, man. Like you coming on here, thank you so much, man, to come on on this joint, supporting supporting me, man, supporting your boy, man, and um, you're just great. The things you're doing right now, man, and this is just unprecedented territory. Think I'd be I'd be doing this, man, the freaking podcast, man. How <laughs> yeah, about right. that? It's a good thing though, man. You got a you got a lot of wisdom, and uh, I mean, you just just cool as shit and you know like a bunch of people too so that that you know you know some some people that's doing their thing who can also you know shed light on you know different uh subjects um so yeah yeah man i look forward to just hearing more and even coming back for real you know you know, I know this is my this is my first time ever doing like a podcast really um but um well actually my second i lied <laughs> <laughs> i mean yeah, but um, yeah. Anyways, you know, I I look forward to coming back and also just to like listen to like uh, more 
you know, I listened to your other episode with um, uh, your boy, uh, what's his name? Yeah, my boy Ed. He goes by Dreams Ed, by, okay. by Any Means. Yeah, Dreams right, by Right, 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 right. Dreams by Any Means. Right, right, right. Yeah, I, I listened to that, and it was great, man. Just, like, hearing about your story. I feel like you, you need to make a book, like, write a book, to be honest. Like, I don't, I don't know. I, I just, I see that in you for some reason, just like your background and then even like, you know, your, your grind and just like where you at right now. You know what I'm saying? I, the way I see you real, I see you at like, I see you chilling right now, like at the top of the mountain or something with just like options. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm just trying, man. I'm just trying to, I mean, cause I'm such a workaholic man and just like even going to, Going to Phoenix, um, the the clip of Phoenix will be on be, before uh, I I uh, I get on with you. You know, I'll slice the episode yeah. together, but whatever. But okay. even just being able to take a break and just get away, man, and um, uh-huh. trying to trying to see more out there, man. I've been grinding so much to try to pay down this debt and stuff like that. And I'm trying to experience these other things in life, man. And, and I, you know, these these different avenues. And I don't say I'm gonna write a book. Nah, I don't say I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna just stick to the yeah. articles, man. Nah, man, fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> Stick to the articles, man. I think I'm good on that, man. Um, what? No, no, it gotta come, bro. I'm telling you. Yeah, but no, it's, it's just, it's just, it's just exciting, man. It's just exciting, and um, you know, some chapters, some doors are closing, some doors are opening for me, for you, and everything like that, man. But hey, man, like, like I said, like, thanks for coming on, man. I appreciate you coming on this joint. Uh, we'll definitely have another one. We probably got a you, me, and Chad all come together and probably have a, uh, you know same room uh, you know i got some mics set up and stuff like that and uh you know stuff like that well actually we don't even need to be together because this whole app we you know you can be at home and chad can be at home but we can all just do a podcast and chopping it up and um yeah man i, I again thank you so much for coming on guys and, and i mean sir and you know i just appreciate you man joel joel vinci omer on the podcast man i appreciate you man yeah. thank you again appreciate you Ralph. All right, man. Take it easy. Have a good one. All right. Be easy, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for listening to the No Strings Podcast with Rel Simon.